Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. We're going to be talking about TV again, like we do every week. Uh, I'm Zach. I'm Tom. And I'm Travis. We'll start things off with Supergirl, the first show of the week. This week's episode was called In Search of Lost Time. So we got to see a lot more from Lena and Sam, kind of teased at the end of the episode before this, but we got to see a lot more with that. Um, And also kind of moved the story forward with Mirren. Um, and his like mental abilities and everything breaking down, and we got Kara and Monel training and stuff. Uh, what do you think of this episode, Travis? I really enjoyed this episode, Jack. I must say, I enjoyed the scenes with John and his father. They made that very relatable for a lot of people out there, I'm sure. And I also really enjoyed the Kara and Monel scenes, especially the technology they used to break down the fight. I really enjoyed that, and it also shown how far Monel has come. If you could put both the training scenes from last year with Manel, Kara training Manel, and this year Manel training Kara. This shows great growth for Manel, and I am just would love to know the backstory of how he's gotten to be such a great hero. So uh, I thought that was great, and I really enjoyed all this, and Lena came out looking very smart to me. Yeah, this was a, a pretty good episode. I, I enjoyed it quite as, a bit as well, and I'm glad that, you know, like the issues that John was having with his father, um, they didn't just like put that on the, the back burner for something to bring back like in a couple episodes that it just felt like a continuous story from last week. And so I'm glad that they dealt with that. And it was also a pretty unique way to cause like fighting and drama and action um, inside, you know, with everybody fighting against each other. Um, and yeah, Monel is I'm really liking him as a character now. The the Legionnaires are just off somewhere and we don't ever see them but we get to see Monel, and so i liked that he has grown up quite a bit and he knows that he was not a good person in the past and he he lives up to that owns up to that um the training is cool i don't understand i guess they're running out of cool things to do so they're they're like learning tricks with their cape whatever it's kind of cool i guess but uh, it's just i guess it's something new because i've never really seen that before <laughs> Yeah, I agree. This was a really strong episode. Lena comes out, like you said, Travis, really smart. We get to see her being intelligent, a little bit manipulative, and more of her scientific background, which is really cool to see, and everything that's going on with Sam and the, the world killers was nice to see. Also, Karen Manel, glad they sort of got everything out there, even if it was forced out of her, whether it was forced out of her or, or she really wanted to say those things. Either way, I'm glad that got out there, and she sort of addressed all the problems that a lot of people had with Manel. From last year, uh, she kind of was with him when he wasn't necessarily the best guy. He got better as the season went along last year, but now he's this mature, <laughs> mature guy, uh, almost completely. And so she's, she's understandably upset with that with him. We also, oh, like you said, everything with Mirren and John that was really cool. Car, uh, of course, brings in the the son becomes the father, the father becomes the son, famously said by Marlon Brando and Superman and. I think less famously by Brandon Routh in Superman Returns. Um, and I think it mostly fit. It was kind of jarring to hear it straight. basically straight rip dialogue. But I think it did fit with everything that was going on between the Martians. I thought that was a great little touch there. And there's a the James thing for me where he's completely okay with some secrets. I don't know how long that's going to stick with the reporter in him, the journalist in him. Uh to be able to just stay there and have a Luther, be with a Luther knowing that they have secrets. So I think that'll come out pretty quickly. That's not going to stay like that. Yeah, he's definitely going to be probably wanting to dig into that a little bit. Um, but he's, I'm just glad that we're getting to see him 
do anything at all. So I will I will keep I will keep taking that when I can get it. Maybe I think I don't I don't know how much of a reporter's ambition he has. I think he's more interested in taking photos. It makes sense for him to, based on his experience with Kara, sometimes people keep secrets for really good reasons. So maybe maybe he's understanding that way. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yep. Next up, we had The Flash. This episode was called Fury Rogue. Um, we had, we got to see Harry dealing with kind of the, the, the after effects of using the thinking cap with Dark Matter. Barry dealing with the loss of Ralph, everybody kind of dealing with that. And we get to see Snart and Siren X. What'd you think of this episode, Travis? I enjoyed this episode as well. It was it was good. It wasn't my favorite of the week or anything, but I thought that uh, Siren X and Captain Cole from Earth X were both great, especially like Wentworth Miller. I'll take him any day of the week being Captain Cole. And it's a nice like contrast because every other time as original Captain Cole, Barry was the one that was always helping him and showing the way. And in this one, we see the other way around. And I also thought it was like a little like tidbit here that Barry not dealing with the death of Ralph until the mission is over was very similar to me to what Oliver went through in the third season when Sarah died and focused on catching the person before he grieved, although he went through it before he didn't grieve. But Barry had to go through it after a while, and it was nice to have Leonard Snart there to help him through it. Yeah, this was it was kind of weird to see Snart and Siren X on here and sort of a convoluted way to get him here, but I'm glad that uh they showed up. It was it was great to see Wentworth Miller again. Um maybe I don't know. I don't think you can ever say definitively that this is the last time we're going to see him, but maybe this will be the last time for a while. Um but yeah, I I did enjoy um the different ways that people were kind of dealing with Ralph Ralph's loss, Ralph's loss. Uh, I still don't think he's gone forever, but we'll see about that. Um, the interactions between Cisco and Harry were really good too. Um, and I'm interested to see what is going to happen with Harry going forward. Like how are these effects really going to be permanent? Are they going to figure out a way to reverse them? And then we got some movement on the, the thinker storyline as well. And well, more kind of just repeating and like really hammering home the fact that he is not a good husband, and that's probably going to be his downfall eventually. Yeah, if, if it was obvious before from him drugging his wife, I think we can pretty much be sure he's not, maybe not the best husband, model husband there. Um, I, I I thought the stuff with Harry in Thinking Cap was really cool, how he's really struggling, doesn't know what to do. I'm glad he finally came clean with Cisco and got that out in the um curious to see where that goes from here but i'm sure they can find a way to fix him but also the everybody dealing with the loss of ralph i guess it just it feels hollow to me because i just assume he is going to be back like i said same with last week's episode i just i don't feel any of the emotional stuff because i'm just assuming ralph will be back and maybe i'm wrong maybe he's gone for good and then i will have to reevaluate these episodes but it just seems like he will be back so i don't have much to say yeah maybe Um, maybe after a rewatch it, right. it might be different <laughs> right but yeah i think the the biggest thing from this episode it did, did feel like a finale for wentworth miller in general on this show because i don't think we, this smart from earth x knows team flash enough to give these extravagant goodbyes to everyone and apologize for his earth one counterpart and everything like that it just it seemed like a way to take a lot of time to 
give Wentworth Miller and the character of Captain Cold, Leonard Snart, Citizen Cold, all the different versions a goodbye. I, I don't think I think there's a chance we see him again if he wants to, and there's a cool story. But it seemed like just in case they were giving him a finale, somewhat similar to what they did with Deathstroke, uh, letting him out like that. I have a couple Absolutely. of things. That- I was curious about do what how are you guys what's your feelings on those therapist scenes because I'm starting to get a little sick of them I don't know about you guys I'm I'm glad that they didn't go funny with them because they've been using them primarily just like as comedy um but it was it was good to see them switch it up a little bit and use it to actually like highlight something a little more serious about Barry and, and what he was going with going through but yeah they're I don't know they're definitely not like a part I look forward to in the show. It just kind of seems like a plot device to explain quickly that Barry is going through something instead of having one of his other teammates tell him. It's just another person to tell Barry, like, hey, you need to get out of your head and you're dealing with this issue, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't love them, but I think there's cool ideas behind them and it is nice for them to be able to talk about things. I just keep thinking this therapist is, unless she's not picking up on things, she probably might realize what they're going through, that they're they are the flash and I could see her turning evil or sharing with who knows, the thinker might uh be working with her or something like that. I, I just feel like that might be a twist eventually. Maybe they don't get to it this year. Maybe it's something down the line where she is evil or shares that information with people, but I just feel like that would be such a thing to do. Yeah, that could that could be. I just I'm starting to wear thin. The other thing I took note of is it's nice to see now after four seasons Cisco's finally learned the the true lesson don't tell your friends secrets until they're ready to tell the group so yeah. that was nice to see <laughs> <laughs> yeah I agree well on to Arrow shifting allegiances another episode where we get a lot from more, a lot more on Diaz and balanced everything with Oliver and Anatoly what about this one Travis I really enjoyed this episode time Arrow's been killing it lately for me this is probably my favorite episode of the week they i think they're setting up john diggle to run new team arrow they basically begged him to stay and be leader after one successful mission and we got to know well anatoly got to see who each man stood for when we had that good fight of oliver and diaz and looking at the fight it was mostly done with Stephen amell and kirk avedo which was really nice to see and now Oliver's trials moved up, and I don't know what to think. Well, I don't know what's going to get get him out of that because Diaz has control of everything, all forms and levels of government. Yeah, and they can't just ask elongated to impersonate someone to help Oliver get off with the trial. <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely see Deagle taking over as the leader of that team, and then Oliver, once he gets out of out of his current situation him maybe being humbled and coming to the team and joining that team and saying, I need you guys. I think Diggle should be the leader. I think that would be a really cool way to resolve everything. And that would be nice. But yeah, uh, Arrow's been on a nice, really strong stretch run, stretch run here ever since the Diaz storyline has taken over and that just continues. I like the fight. It was cool that they did close-ups and they weren't, they didn't have hoods or anything on, so they couldn't, do all of it with stunt doubles. I like that. Um, and yeah, we just get more with Quentin and Laurel. I don't know. It's not looking good for Quentin. No, it's not. And I really enjoyed the scenes with Oliver and Anatoly too. And the good thing about Arrow that 
most all the other shows haven't been able to do is the people that are the enemies were at one point their friends. Like Anatoly, there's Prometheus at one point, Adrian Chase was, Deathstroke, Brother Blood. They've done this a lot, and it's really good to see the inter- interpersonal scenes between them. And I thought that was great. And I'm also curious, Wild Dog uh, experienced PTSD, was experienced PTSD, and Diggle comforted him. But when Diggle was in the hood and experiencing it, Wild Dog called him out on it and was not this understanding at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. I didn't think of that. Um, I guess that fits both of their characters, though, that they would be that way. Um, but that is a good point I hadn't thought of. And one other thing, just after you said that about uh, elongated man to impersonate somebody, we have seen somebody last season who is a master of impersonating people. So maybe the human target somehow gets involved in the next couple of episodes to help Oliver out. Who knows? Oh, yeah. There's plenty of shapeshifters and everything going on out there that they could probably do. I don't think Arrow will go that direction, but there are a lot of options. Well, he's been on the Arrow, and that's... Right. That was his thing. He impersonated Oliver and got assassinated. So, um, and he showed up as some, I'm not sure who else in the flashbacks, as he was impersonating somebody else in the flashbacks as well the first time Oliver encountered him. So, I'm just curious. Maybe that actually pans out, but I can't wait to see. And I really don't think Richard Dragon is going to be done at the end of the season. I have a feeling Oliver is going to be one that we think is done at the end of this season, only to come back. That that could be a really cool cliffhanger and kickoff to the next season. Yeah, I think so. All right. And then last up, we have Krypton. This week, the episode was titled Civil Wars. We got to see a lot of Adam Strange, a lot of General Zod, um, and also Doomsday, Brainiac, and Voice of Rao stuff. Uh, what did you think of this episode, Travis? I thought this episode could have been called Best Episode Yet, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> Agreed. Because this was a great episode. So many things in here. But the first thing I want to talk about is that Doomsday reveal. He looked amazing. Now, I haven't seen him out and doing anything yet. But just the sheer look of him was awesome. And then the Game of Thrones level secrets and treachery that's going on to overthrow what they think is the voice of Rav, but we know as Brainiac Sentry. So I, he, we live off and I'm speechless, to be honest with you. We live, we left off with a cliffhanger of, I think, Brainiac's going to control the the best Sagittarius. So I don't even know what's going to happen. Yeah, this was definitely by far the best episode so far. And it's just been, I thought, of that of last week's episode. And so they're just keep stepping up the game. And it's crazy that, what, this is the sixth episode of this show ever. And we've got Adam Strange, General Zod, Doomsday, Brainiac, all in one, like, 45-minute episode of TV that's just insanity that that is all happening but yeah i i liked the review the reveal of doomsday he does look good i want to see him in action obviously um i think this was the most that i've liked adam strange and i'm you know i'm a little biased and i like adam strange all the time because i like adam strange but um i really liked him in this episode the way they used him and then um yeah i don't know where they're they're going with general zod but they're they're definitely setting up a good amount of conflict and i think it's an interesting wrinkle on in the story for them to explore yeah awesome so <laughs> so much to enjoy I, I just wanted to sit back and enjoy this one crazy the amount of superman mythology they're mixing in here and it's done in such a way that i don't know what's going to happen may it, it seems so obvious uh, 200 years ago on krypton there's you'd think there's really only so much you can do but 
they're incorporating all this lore, what's going to happen? Maybe it will be as simple as Brainiac takes Kandor, Krypton explodes in 200 years, everybody goes back to to the way things were, and, and that's possible, but I think there's going to be some twists and turns along the way. And I, it's all of the characters were their motivations were so well written in this episode that you completely understand where coming from. You understand this, this why SAG wouldn't trust Adam Strange for considering he didn't tell him his planet was going to blow up and being interested in General Zod. This Zod is, I'm really liking him because you, you completely understand where he's coming from. He, he's no part of him would ever want Krypton to part of Krypton to be taken or Krypton to explode. So we're almost rooting for him here. Uh, I think if Zod's around long enough, then, you know, he will eventually turn on the heroes or there's more to the story with Zod that we don't know about yet. But right now I'm, you're almost rooting for him because he wants what's best for Krypton. And so it's just, I don't know. I really enjoyed it uh, a lot. Uh, he, Colin Salmon must be doing a great job as an actor because you're the biggest Superman fan I know, and you're okay with General Zod, which blows my mind because <laughs> he was he was telling Seg stuff about Superman that was not true at all. He did not forget right. his past. He was being re- rather greasy, which makes me think that no, I think that his first primary thing is for himself, and I'm on board with Adam Strange 100. <laughs> percent Yeah, definitely. We're supposed to be on Adam Strange's side, but. General Zod makes a very, very convincing argument. Um, and it's it was also great to find out that, you know, Adam Strange doesn't really know exactly why he has to go back to the past. He like he doesn't know everything or or what he has to change to make sure that everything happens according to plan. And I could I could definitely see it playing out that he almost has to like help Brainiac because, you know, if Brainiac doesn't take Kandor and Krypton doesn't explode, then they never send off superman um so it could end up being something that he has to do which would be a, a pretty crazy twist yeah there's a lot of intrigue going on here and i, I will say general zod i don't know the i'd have to look back over the dialogue but he didn't i don't think he's explicitly lied because if you look at it from a if you're a kryptonian who goes to earth you see a kryptonian it looks like to him it looks like superman has turned his back on krypton even though we know that's not true he embraces it and we know we're looking at it from a Kryptonian perspective, but if you look at it from Zod's perspective, you can understand where he's coming from, even though we know most likely Zod has some nefarious plans and he's, you know, he hasn't told, he hasn't shared with Seg everything that he did on earth, whatever that was. But yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on here. And I'm curious with the revelations that Adam Strange didn't really know what he was doing when he came to Krypton. He didn't have the whole story. I'm curious if we're going to get a flashback to what would be his present day Earth. Um, what made him decide to come? What happened on Earth that forced him to come here and think he needed to stop Brainiac? Uh, there's a lot of intrigue going on here. Yeah, I want to see those uh, scenes of Adam Strange back on Earth before he came here as well. I just want to know what was happening for make him go. If we see Superman disappear right in front of their eyes, or I just uh, there's so much left, and there's only four episodes. Right there's a there's a lot of ground to cover, and like you said, I really want to get more backstory on Adam Strange. Uh, so I don't know. All right, well that is all we have for today, Travis. Why don't you let everybody know where they can get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore one five six. Just drop me a line, and we can chat DC anytime.
All right. Thanks for listening, and we will be back tomorrow.